praying. Hallelujah. It's always been that way. Hallelujah. If we want revival, if we want souls born into the kingdom of God, then somebody's got to do some praying. Somebody's got to do some fasting, talking to God. Hallelujah. Amen. That's beautiful service up to this present time. Let's give God a hand and clap of praise for the Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. I am. Um, I'm not giving no. I'm not giving no sales pitch or nothing like that. Uh, I've been asked to do whatever, but uh, uh, I tell you what, uh, if you haven't, uh, if you haven't made your um, arrangements for when you leave this life, uh, I would highly recommend uh, Spring Hill Cemetery and uh, uh, Terror over there. Uh, they're 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 not about money. They're about helping people. And she looks at it as a ministry. Believe me, after forty years in the ministry, uh, I've seen a lot of stuff. I've, I've been I've been called to funeral homes by, by family members who asked if I would be there when they make the arrangements. And uh, man, I've seen. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. I've seen some some of these directors. Try to take advantage of the moment and somebody's grief and suffering to make a bundle of money. And uh, uh, matter of fact, I don't know. There might be some after we moved moved down from um, from Kentucky when we took the church. I worked for Woodlawn Funeral Home myself for a little while, selling uh, uh, pre-need. Uh, and uh, but um, there's some good people over there and. Um, uh, I love that dove ceremony they have at the graveside. That is beautiful. And uh, I talked to um, uh, to Tara over there one night when we uh, went over there to, um, uh, at the funeral home, and uh, uh, we were talking about uh, Brother Carl Engel's wife, and uh, uh, she is, you know, uh, in, a, in a nursing home. I got a phone call from them uh, three or four months ago and um, from a social worker and said that um, they uh, uh, didn't know for sure how much longer she was going to hold on. And if you remember, we had brought it up in a business meeting, and they said they was going just to cremate her and, uh, up there because, you know, wasn't no fund. They didn't have no funds up there. She didn't have no insurance. And I told them, I said, well, I, she's got a place down here already paid for. Uh, by her husband and and, uh, and her daughter, and I says I know none of them would have want no want cremation, and uh, we decided you know whatever was needed uh, to uh, once something happened to her uh, to get her down here to at least have a graveside service or something like that, like we did um, with Sherry, and um, the other other day over when I was talking to Tara, she says well, she says. Uh, if you if you get contacted by him and she when she passes away she says you call me she said uh, uh, she says I'll um, she says I'll help out your church she says and well she says I'll go up there and transport her back down myself and uh, so so um, you know that's what I say I mean they're they're fine they're fine people hallelujah amen let's get into the word today and praise the Lord and see what God is going to direct us we are. 
Uh, we've been talking for a good while, and it won't be, we won't be in this very much longer. We're, we're coming coming to the close of it. We're getting down to the closing uh, chapters of Second Peter, but we've been talking a sermon series, Simon Peter, the man in his message. And um, we, uh, we will be on it uh, maybe a couple more weeks or so, something like that. I don't know, but we're coming down to the end. And uh, we're going to be in the second chapter today. And Second uh, Peter uh, chapter 2, and we're going to read the first three verses for opening text. Hallelujah. Amen. Second Peter chapter 2, verses 1, 2, and 3. This is what it reads like. But there were also false prophets among the people, even as there will be false teachers among you, who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the Lord who brought them, and bring on themselves swift destruction. And many will follow their destructive ways, because of whom the way of truth will be blasphemed. By covetousness they will exploit you with deceptive words. For a long time their judgment has not been idle, and their destruction does not slumber. Wow, I was thinking, when I walked in this morning, uh, Brother Bobby was talking about some of them on TV, talking about sending me $100 and giving testimonies whether somebody turns around and wins the lottery, you know. Hallelujah, they're... There, there's a whole lot of men out there who exploit people. Hallelujah. Fathers, we come today, we thank you and we praise you for your word. I ask God that you will anoint us today to be able to deliver the word that you would have us to say. I pray, God, that you will deal with every heart, strengthen us, God, encourage us, give us what we need in this day and hour in which we live. Let the church say amen and amen. You can be seated. Hallelujah. I want to speak to you today on a subject titled, Discerning the Spirit of deception is the title of the day's message. Discerning the spirit of deception, wolves in sheep's clothing. Wow. Wolves in sheep's clothing. Now, at the time Second Peter was being written, Apostle Peter, he was kind of like, the way I remember Brother Hale in the last couple years of his life. By the time Peter was writing this second letter, he was getting on up in years. And he had told his followers in chapter 1 that the Lord had showed him that he would soon leave this life. If you'll notice in chapter 1 of Second Peter, he talks about his departure and he soon... He said, the Lord had showed him he's soon going to leave this life, go on to the reward that he had served God for, for so many years. But now he warns that false teachers and prophets would slip in and bring with them what Peter called destructive heresies. Hallelujah. You know, if you study church history... Now, we got all kind of churches claiming to be Christian today. But for the first hundred years, it was not like that. There was only one church. There was only one message. And 
I remember the apostle Paul. When God called him, you know, Paul said, look, he said, when God called me, I didn't confer with flesh and blood. I did not go to be taught and trained by nobody on what I should teach and what I should preach. He said, I didn't go up to Jerusalem to those who were apostles before me. He said, I didn't go up there and sit down with James and John and Peter and say, look, God has called me. What, what's the message? He said it was 14 years before he finally sat down with the apostles. He said, I thought maybe I've been traveling and preaching the gospel and setting up churches for 14 years. He said, you know, it's probably time that I need to check with the original apostles to make sure I hadn't run in vain. Because I don't know, I might be preaching something way out over here and they're preaching something else. But when he got there, guess what? They was all preaching the same thing. They was all teaching the same thing. Because in the early days, there one difference in what it is today. Back then, men followed God. Yes! Hallelujah. Amen. And it wasn't until after all the apostles died that the ones that came in after them and took power and took control of the church, they began to drift away from the original gospel that was originally preached. And that's what Peter was warning about here. He said that men would slip in and bring with them what he called destructive heresies. What is a heresy? Well, if you look up the word heresy, you'll find that a heresy is defined as a deviation or departure from established truth. A deviation or departure from established truth. Hallelujah. Now, of course, we're talking about the foundational truth that had been preached and established by the original apostles since the day of Pentecost. Hallelujah. Now, we've got a lot of people today in apostolic churches who don't have a clue what apostolic means. Hallelujah. We call ourselves apostolics because we believe the apostles' doctrine. Hallelujah. If the apostles preach it, we're going to preach it. Hallelujah. If they didn't preach it, we're not going to preach it. Hallelujah. That's what it means to be apostolic. Hallelujah. We are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, the Bible says, with Jesus Christ being the chief cornerstone. Somebody give Him praise. Hallelujah. But Peter foresaw in the Spirit that once he... Can I use the phrase, kick the bucket? Hallelujah. Somebody else is going to slip in and they're going to start drifting and leading people away. Do you know Paul said the same thing? The churches that he preached at, the churches that he began and founded in his ministry, he gave a similar warning in the book of Acts chapter 20. Verses 29 and 30, look what it says. Acts 20, for I know this. He didn't say, I, I think it's going to happen or it could happen. He said, but I know this, that after my departing shall grievous wolves. 
Come on, somebody. Enter in among you, not sparing the flock. Hallelujah. Also of your own selves shall men arise, speaking perverse things, to draw away disciples after them. Hallelujah. Glory to God, folks. We got more people out there, amen, that's concerned with their own belly than they are the Word of God. Hallelujah. They're concerned with how much time and offering they get. Concerned over what they're going to preach. Whoop! Hallelujah! Now stop and think about it. If these false teachers slipped in the church 2,000 years ago when the original apostles began to die off, how much more should we realize how they have multiplied in the church during these last days? To destroy and demolish every last thread of truth in the body of Christ. Now, everybody today is talking about America and how that they don't recognize America any longer. Over and over I hear people say, this is not the America that I grew up in. America is not the same. But I want to uh, let you know something. The church is not the same. In 1970, I made a commitment to go deeper in Christ, to follow more truth that God had opened up to my understanding. And from 1970 until this day, I can't believe how people have vacillated, amen, and deviated, amen, from original doctrine. The teaching that our church founder preached for 40 years, amen, today a lot of people in our own congregation don't live the way Brother Hale used to preach. He used to preach about holiness, but he said there are people today, hallelujah, we got a whole mess. He would say instead of holiness, glory to God. And people today, we like to shout, we like to boogie on down, but far about living right, talking right, dressing right, hallelujah, we don't want no part of that. Yeah, I'm gonna call you no more such I appreciate what the sister said a while ago, mentioned about holiness. I'm gonna tell you today, church, holiness is still right, and without holiness in your life, you will not see God. I don't care how many times you've been dipped in the water. On Monday night. In Hot Springs, Arkansas, the man of God got up and took his text. And the message he preached was, Church, don't lose your identity. Men of God everywhere it's being stirred in the Spirit because the church of Jesus Christ is losing her identity. The people can't look at us no longer and discern between us and anybody else. 
The people in the world can't look at us and tell any difference in us from Catholics and Catholicism. Hallelujah, because there's no separated lifestyle. There's no consecration. There's no sanctification. That is all a part of the apostles' doctrine. Hallelujah. And you can come up with all kinds of ideas and opinions and theories. Why don't we don't see, why we don't see more, amen, uh, sick people healed and the dead raised and the miracles of God. I'm going to tell you why. I don't care what your opinion is. I'm going to tell you why the Spirit of God don't move. It's because people are failing to consecrate their lives. In the Old Testament, hallelujah, they had to consecrate themselves and be holy before they walked in that tabernacle tent. If those priests didn't, hallelujah, they'd drop dead and they'd have to pull them out with a rope. Hallelujah. If that, if that dispensation was that important to God, how much more do you think this Holy Ghost dispensation is? Because we don't no longer, we no longer view the presence of God in a golden box, but the presence of God enters in the hearts of man. And I'm here to tell you, I'm going to say something behind this pulpit that you haven't heard said in a long time. But here's it. There's a lot of people claiming the Holy Ghost today. Amen. In apostolic and Pentecostal churches. But I'm here to tell you, glory to God, I will say this, that you used to hear it said all the time, but very seldom today, the Holy Ghost will not dwell in an unclean temple. Hallelujah. Glory to God. There's such a spirit of deception all over the world. And the greatest deception starts right here behind the desk. When men who are called by God fail to preach the message because they want to see a crowd. Now you will understand by just something I said this morning... I'm concerned about seeing the church to growth. Amen. I'm concerned about revival. Amen. Because I know that it's more than just numbers. Because numbers is souls. Amen. It represents souls. Hallelujah. But I'm going to tell you one thing. This preacher right here will not water down the message. I will not compromise the message. I will not tickle your ears. Amen. Just to get a bigger crowd. I'd rather preach to five people who want to live for God and live for Him right and to walk holy and talk holy and dress holy. Glory to God in 5,000 losers of goose. Everywhere I go, I hear comments about Christ's family church and how the anointing flows in our midst and how God has blessed us with an uncommon anointing that extends beyond what many of our other churches. And I'm going to tell you, the Holy Ghost grip my heart in prayer to let me know why 
not because we got the best singers. It's not because we got the best musicians. It's not because we got the best preaching. But it's because of a pastor. I have strived, amen, to keep this thing separated. Amen. And to try my best to watch out what comes on the pulpit. Hallelujah. Because it does matter with God who stands up here, amen, and gets on this platform, whether they're testifying or whether they're singing or whether they're preaching. God expects us to remain holy. Hallelujah. And for those whose feelings get hurt, get right with God and your feelings won't get hurt. When you start opening the doors and letting everything in just because, well, if we're nice to them, we'll get them in and win them. What are you going to win them to? God will withdraw His Spirit when His people are not concerned with walking upright before Him. Hallelujah. What we got to do, Brother Sammy? I may not get all of this done today. I've already preached a whole lot. It's not in my notes, but the Holy Ghost is taking over. What we got to do, we got to test every spirit. Hallelujah. We got to test every spirit. Listen, church. Christian people can be very gullible at times. And it's because that we've got in our nature to love one another. I mean, God has given us that nature to love. And because we all have the nature of love within us, we tend to take everything at face value instead of investigating the source of a person and their teaching. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. You need to realize. You need to realize everything that glitters is not gold. Hallelujah. Do not use somebody's shout to judge their spirituality. That person who sits in the pew and don't run when everybody else runs, they could be a little closer to God than you. What do you mean, Brother Sammy? Give me chapter and verse. I, I'll be glad to do it. I'm glad you asked. I'll do that. When Moses was up on the mountain talking to God, God gave him the Ten Commandments. While they was waiting, the people down at below the mountain, they got tired of waiting on Moses. Hello. They began to pull off their golden earrings and their jewelry and all that stuff. That's one thing they should have done in the first place. They should have never got them. Hell, and I never had them on in the first place, being God's people. Hello. They picked that mess up from Egypt. The Bible says they, they spoiled the Egyptians when they left. Amen. Those Hebrew women, they got all that, all that jury stuff. That, all that stuff came from Egypt. And you know what Egypt represents in the Bible? It represents sin. They started taking all that stuff off that they got out of Egypt. Come on. And they made themselves a false god. And when Moses and Aaron was coming down, they could hear all kind of music playing and all kind of dancing and all kind of shouting. They were running around. They would skip the balloon, my darling. But, amen. But Paul, but Moses said, hey, this sounds not right. 
Oh, this ain't right. Hallelujah. We need some men and women of God that's got enough anointing, got enough discernment to, to realize, amen, that one running around the church over there, this one jumping up that over there. They got the wrong spirit. Hello, somebody. Hello. We got to test the spirits, church, because it's not all of God. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 21. Look what he says. He says, test all things. Hold fast what is good. Amen. Amen. You try everything. You test it. If it's good, hold on to it. If it ain't good, throw it away. Come on. You keep what's good. 2 Corinthians 11.13 says, For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into apostles of Christ. And then John, 1 John chapter 4 and verse 1. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. Hallelujah. Everything that you hear on the radio and everything you see on the TV, you better take it, as the old folks used to say, with a grain of salt. Hallelujah. And I'm going to, I will stand on record. I'm sure they're recording this, but I'm going to stand on record right now as keeping up with how I started this message off. Amen. About speaking out the truth and identifying, amen, these wolves and sheep clothing. Hallelujah. There's not enough truth being preached on TBN for you even to mess with that stuff. I cut that station off a long time ago. It's filled with charlatans. It's filled with the kind of people that we read about. Hallelujah. A while ago. Amen. People, amen, that are draining people dry. Amen. Elderly people who are on fixed incomes. They can even think if they'll send in another 50, another 100. Money that they need for their medicine. Money that they need for their food. Hallelujah. Send it out to that bunch of charlatans on there who do not Preach the truth. Amen. But it's just money grabbing, buying their jet airplanes, driving the Rolls Royces. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And they're not preaching the Word of God. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. Bless us, H.T.O. Bless us, H.T.O. My, my, my. Hallelujah. They proved one of them. They, they shut him down five years ago. Now he's back up again. How in these worlds some of these people can keep going? That, that, old, that old Tilton fella, 
they, they found thousands of letters sent to him from people in the dumpster out beside, uh, behind his office where he's supposed to have them in his office laying on the table, praying over them every day. All he did was had his secretary take the checks out, send them to the bank, and trash the rest of the stuff. It took him down. Hallelujah for a while. He lost the big church he was in for a while. But guess what? He's back at it again. Hallelujah. I mean, I've taken time to listen. Some of them, they do not declare the gospel. There's more deception going on than anything else. Test the spirits. Don't believe every spirit. I'm going to bring another point. I'm going to close. We've got to contend for the faith. We've got to contend for the faith. Jude, uh, the first chapter, I, I doubt if you'll find it in the second or the third chapter, but you'll find it in the first chapter. Verse 3, Beloved, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith which was once for all delivered to the saints. We're supposed to stand up for truth. We're supposed to fight for it. We're supposed to declare it. We're not supposed to be ashamed of it. The faith that was once delivered to the church, the original doctrine, the original apostles' doctrine, before man started subtracting and adding to. Hallelujah. Amen. Do you know every false doctrine has got a measure of truth in it? To make it appear all right. But a half truth is all false. A half truth is all false, folks. The closer we get to the end time, we are seeing what the Bible predicted before the man of sin, the Antichrist, is going to be revealed. He said that there would first be a great falling away. We've been experiencing that falling away for many years. I told you the church is not the same church. You don't have the same identity today as it did in 1970 when I come in. I got people running around today saying, well, I just don't feel condemned over this. No, you did 20 years ago before you kept overriding your conscience. Hallelujah. The Bible says my spirit shall not allow to strive with you. Amen. If you're doing something you shouldn't be doing and you keep on doing it, sooner or later God's spirit's going to be pulled from you and you can do what you want to then and never feel no guilt, never feel no shame. I think the Bible calls it shearing your conscience with a hot iron. Hello, somebody. Hallelujah. God, help us to have revival. But a true revival is going to be when people, their lives are changed. Being truly born again by the water and by the Spirit. Where God takes control of their life. Hallelujah. That's what it's all about. Let's everybody stand together.
Hallelujah. Brother Darrell, would you come please? And... Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's not be gullible, church. Let's not accept everything that comes down the pike. But let's try the spirits. Test them. Prove them. See whether they're of God. Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice and they know me. And a stranger they what? Will not follow. They're everywhere. The wolves and sheep's clothing. But let's focus our mind on what thus saith the Word of God is. If you need prayer today, if you need to repent over something in your life today, the altars are open. We invite you to come. Coming soon, Jesus in all His glory, not just a Savior, but a reigning King. Coming soon, and the whole world will be a witness. Oh, be ready, for He is He's coming soon. Coming soon. How many is going to be ready? Hallelujah. He's coming soon. Jesus in all His glory. Not just a Savior, but a reigning King. Oh, coming soon, and the whole world will be a witness. Hallelujah. Some of our sisters come pray with Sister Della. Right oh, be ready. Be ready. For He is coming soon. Come on, let's people pray for Kelly. Hallelujah. Oh, coming soon. Jesus in all His glory. Not just a Savior, but a reigning King. Oh, coming soon. And the whole world will be a witness. Oh, be ready for He is coming soon. Oh, coming soon, Jesus in all His glory. Not just a Savior, but a reigning King. Oh, coming soon, this whole world will be a witness. Oh, saints, be ready, for He is coming soon.
So 